We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lakowski, and right next to me I have yet another clergyman, another ordained pastor by the name of Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. Basics. And we're actually going into overtime here just for you listeners so that you can have fresh new material. Uh, we were actually getting ready to ha- head out the door and we realized that we wouldn't have a, a show for this this Saturday and we've stayed back. We're, we, we're doing overtime here. That's right. For our listeners, we are the hardest working men on radio <laughs> at KFUO from 9.05 to 9.30 <laughs> on Saturday morning. <laughs> that's right. But then that half hour, the rest of the time, <laughs> no, we're pretty lazy. <laughs> But, but and I'm kind of glad though that we've continued this because you had just given us this wonderful, powerful insight about the Sermon on the Mount. That, that and, and I've done this text. I've done this at least a hundred times. It was part of my adult instruction. Uh, but I never so share the people with this wonderful insight that the Holy Spirit led you to, led you to see about this preaching of of Jesus Christ on the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, so the the Sermon on the Mount, the, at least uh, the part. That we're looking at today, uh, Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 21, uh, Jesus is speaking about some well, pretty serious issues. Yeah. He's talking about anger, anger lust, lust uh, vows, uh, vows, divorce. Yeah, 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 yeah big things. So th- there's this pattern, though, that Jesus uses during this section on the sermon. Yeah. And, and, and again and again, he begins his discussion about those topics with this certain phrase. And it's kind of an interesting phrase. And I think it's one that maybe as we read through the Sermon on the Mount, we gloss over or we just maybe make assumptions about. I, I certainly have. Yes. Sure. Yeah. It, 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 so the phrase is, you have heard that it was said. Yes, you have yes. heard that it was said. Yeah. So again and again, it says, Jesus says, you have heard that it was said. And again, I'll just use anger for an example. Uh, to those of, of old, you shall not murder, but whoever murders is liable to judgment. You've heard that it was said, yes. Okay, so four different times Jesus says that. You've heard that it was said about anger. You've heard that it was said about murder or lust. You've heard that it was said about divorce. You've heard that it was said about oaths. When what's interesting about that phrase is, I think can, when we... Can, can I interrupt you? Just because yeah, I'm, I'm reading yeah, on. Yeah. And it's also what he says about retaliation. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And again, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Oh, yeah. So it continues. It's all the way through here. Yeah. So all of chapter, almost all of chapter five. You, you hear that, at least the latter half of chapter yeah. 5. And I think that a lot of people assume, and, and, you know, understandably so, you've heard that it was said that Jesus is talking about, well, what? The Old Testament, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I heard. It just quoting the commandments, and, well, some of that wasn't in the commandments, but that didn't, you know, I mean... It's close enough, it's close enough. right? <laughs> yeah, you've heard that it was said. And what's interesting is, in the Gospel of Matthew, which, again, is written primarily for a Jewish audience, yeah. is a gospel that quotes the Old Testament more than any other gospel. But when it quotes the Old Testament, that, that's not the phrase No, no. Used. He has a very specific that's, pair of phrases he uses, so you know it's coming right from the Word of God. Exactly. And and so, um, so when we look at those times in Matthew's gospel, when it quotes the Old Testament directly... 
And Matt, let me point out right at this moment, Matt is actually loading his computer Bible up. So these, this is not what you've heard said. No, this is coming straight from the Holy Scripture. Oh, yeah. So this is, yeah. So, I mean, we can just go down the line. You know, Matthew 2. Um, this is the Magi, right? Yeah. Uh, they told him, it, where's the Savior going to be? In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it is written. written. That's the phrase by the prophet that they quote Micah. Uh, Matthew 4. This is Jesus. He's responding to Satan's temptations. Jesus answers, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. So again and again and again, in the Gospel of Matthew, from from start to finish, when it quotes the Old Testament, it uses that phrase, it is written, and yes. then it quotes the Old Testament yeah. directly. Because it's written. Because That's it what is it's written. written. And yeah. then occasionally, there's five, there's four, exa- four examples <laughs> of times in Matthew's Gospel where it's also said, Jesus says, have you not read? Have you not read? And then he'll quote the Old Testament directly there, too. So those phrases, it is written, and have you not read? That, in the Gospel of Matthew, is how the Old Testament is introduced. But what does it say in the Sermon on the Mount? Not here. Not here. You've heard it what you heard it said. You've heard. That's kind of going around. (laughs) You've heard it was said. That's the scuttlebutt. (laughs) We need to go to the fact checkers. Yeah. (laughs) So you've heard that it was said, and then it sounds pretty good. Yeah. But again, it's talking about divorce and a certificate of divorce. And Jesus says, well, no, wait a second. Uh, that's not quite right. You know, and, and oaths. Oh, there's a certain, you know, scale of oaths. That's what's been said. Well, not quite, Jesus says. So you've heard there was been said. Well, who are they listening to? Well, not just the Old Testament. They're also listening to the scribes, religious teachers, and other Jews uh, for their direction about you, these things. You know what it is? When he says, you've heard that it was said, we're talking about the doctrines of man. That yeah. That's the language that he uses, the doctrines of men. You've heard it, it was said. Yeah. But it's not what was written. It's not what you read. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then it's interesting, you know, when it's called the Old it's always about what's written. You know, what's written. That's, yeah. that's what's important. Um, yeah, so it's the teachings of men. Exactly. Um, so then Jesus, every time, these four times in this section we're looking at today, and, and even beyond that, as John pointed out, Jesus then follows that comment up oh, with yeah. a different one. So anytime he says, you have heard that it was said, the very next thing Jesus is going to say is going to be... Can I say Can I say it, Matt? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. But I say to you... But I say to you, he yeah. says it over here. But now you got to explain to him. Tell him what's so cool about that phrase. So even in, in Greek, um, it's uh, ego de lego. That kind of sounds kind of cool. <laughs> hey, men. So it, which means, uh, well, I, so I. Right now, I'm sorry. Right uh, now, all the kids are going, Legos? 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 Anyway. Plastic toys? Waffles? Yeah. <laughs> no. What's that mean? Ego, Lego. So so that means I or I myself say to you. So Jesus is, is you know, in our English translation it says, but I say to you. And yeah. that's good. Uh, but, I mean, it's even more emphatic than that. It's, but I myself say to you. And then Jesus says something that's even more radical <laughs> to the ears of his hearers than what they've heard do, from men. What they've you, heard that was said. Do you realize... In other words, Jesus is saying that his words are equal then to the words of Holy Scripture? Yes, because <laughs> he's the one who wrote Holy Scripture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his words are equal to Holy Scripture itself. Certainly his words superior to the teachings of men, obviously, yeah. but even more, yeah, they're equal to the words of Holy Scripture. Yeah, 
I say to you, he is the word. He's the word made flesh, yeah. right? He's right there. He's the he's the one who's inspired the writers of scriptures, along with the, the old Trinity, right? The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So yeah, Jesus can speak with more authority than, than anyone else here, right? Than anyone ever. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, even when you uh, when you get to the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Here's what it, they, the yeah. people say. And when Jesus finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished as a teacher, for his teaching is one who had authority, not as their who? <laughs> Scribes. Scribes. <laughs> so he, he doesn't he doesn't sound like the, he doesn't sound like the people that they've heard these things from. No, yeah. he sounds like one who knows what he's talking about, <laughs> one that has authority. So that's kind of cool. So they were listening to all of these scribal teachings about divorce and oaths and whatever, and they were thinking, well. I don't know, it doesn't sound exactly right, but I guess it's what the rabbi teaches us, so it's okay. And now after hearing Jesus teaching, they're realizing, oh, no, 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 this is the guy who speaks with authority. This is what these things meant, uh, yeah. not what our rabbis were teaching us. Yeah. Yes. And it, so it's not just about, and see, it, so as you as you go through all these topics, like adultery and oaths and lust and all those things, you, you get the impression from what they've heard that, okay, I think we can do this. You know, if, uh, if we try to be good people, if we listen to these teachings of men, well then, yeah, I think I think we got the formula for being a good enough person here to be right with God, right? And Jesus, when he says, but I say to you, but I myself say to you, Jesus blows it out of the water because he, he, he preaches in a radical way, in a way where they realize, oh boy, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And oh boy, so much so that, Boy, we're we're without hope on our own. All right, all right, Matt. I'm going to challenge you now because uh, we're going beyond the bounds of your sermon, I think here. Uh, uh, but give me an example. Give me an example of what what the scribes and the the Sadducees and Pharisees would have taught. Okay. And again, it sounds biblical. And in fact, they probably even use Bible passages, but it was totally inadequate. Well, let's so go down Jesus the line here. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's so, go down so the yeah, so you have heard murder is taking a life. Yeah, okay, exactly. Sense. Exactly. That's but, the one, by the way, I've kept. There's some of yeah. that coveting thing, you know, it's a little great. Yeah. But I have never, ever killed anybody. Good old commandment number five. That's when I got John's under the belt. Yeah. yeah, buddy. So you've heard that it was said, murder is taken a life. But I say to you, Jesus goes on, everyone who is angry with his brother is liable to judgment. Yeah. So even Whoa. anger, something that oh, comes out of the heart. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. Oh, man. See, now Sorry you're getting... to burst your bubble, yeah. John, but yeah. the fifth commandment. Because <laughs> yeah, we, I have been angry. Yeah, yeah, that I've done. I have to yeah. admit that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we just go down the line. You've heard I, that it was said. I, well, I'm just gonna say well, I've go called ahead. people fools too, and and idiots and other things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. when you're behind the wheel. I oh yeah, and any number of times. Yeah. Okay. You've heard that it was said adultery. Well, that's an outward act. That's, Number two, got that covered. Yeah. Never done committed adultery. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've had two women in my life. Yes. But it was legit because married to both I was I was married to both. At a different time. Yeah, at a different time. And she, she was a, you know, I was a widower, so it's okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Uh, but I say to you, goes on Jesus, there's a there's an inner adultery of yeah. the heart, too. Yeah. You know, lust. And he talks about that. I can't even watch commercials anymore. Well, have to we can't watch the Super Bowl halftime show. No, I know. That's what Lynn kept saying. I had to turn away because she didn't have any clothes on. I said, oh, she had clothes on, Lynn. Trust me. <laughs> I looked really carefully to make sure. Just make us sure. It's, it's like you're the censor. It's, it's your job. All right. You have heard of a divorce 
Well, it's not that big of a deal. You could use a certificate, maybe, to yeah, take care of that. Got the legal stuff. Thing. But Moses said we could write a certificate. Well, sure, that's yeah. not so bad. But Jesus goes on. But I say to you, divorce. Well, it's a big deal. You know, it's shattering yeah. the sacred union uh, that God has established between one man and one woman. Can I throw on a, just a quick comment on that, though? Yeah, because it is interesting that you have this exception. Uh, you, you know, later on, when when they raise the question, can can you divorce for any reason? And he says, no, no, God establishes, you know, he joins together, men should not yep. separate it. But, but I think this exception about adultery, which is in that passage too, except for adultery, he says, he's just thinking of his dad. Don't you think? He's thinking of his dad. Because his dad wanted to get a divorce, but it was okay. Oh, yeah. It was not a sinful divorce yeah. because he honestly thought that Mary had been unfaithful thinking of to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's okay in those instances. But no, 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 that's not what God intends, not what God wants. And, and you guys that are doing, well, you know, the one rabbinical school said if your wife burnt your meal, that would be a reason to get a divorce. Yeah, you've heard that it was said, yes. if she burns your meal, it's okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. But nope, I nope. say to you, right? Yeah. Uh, you've heard that it was said. Oaths, well, they can, they're, 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 they're yeah, that's good. And you can rank them in terms of importance and how much you really have to keep it. And that's the, it was the teaching at the time, but Jesus comes on and says, but I say to you, don't take an oath at all. Okay, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything else from that comes that comes from evil. And, and, and that, of course, is referring to what was said. You know, so if you can't make an oath by God. No, no, don't, because you're not even supposed to use God's name. But if you make an oath by heaven, or by what? What the other things listed here? Or the throne, or the earth, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay. That those don't count because yeah, exactly. you haven't actually used God's exactly. name. And of course, as you said, no, that's what may be said, but that's not what was written. Yeah, truth. Truth is what we're looking for, right? Yeah. Say, yeah. If you have to take a vow, you're indicating that there might be some reason to doubt what you're saying, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If you have mm-hmm. to seal mm-hmm. it with an oath. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but no, that should no Christian should have to seal their words with an oath. You should just say what is true. That's right. Period. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wait, which, yeah, I'm, I, I'm sorry, because this thought occurred to me too. So this is why when you, it's, it's okay though in a courtroom to to lift your hand and say, I, I swear to tell the truth and the whole truth, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're not doing that as a Christian, but you're doing that as a, a citizen, citizen of the United called, States. Yeah. So it'd be in a matter of the fourth commandment, I would say. Yeah. You know, honor yeah. your father and mother. You're honoring the authorities. That's what they require. Yeah, yeah. you can do that with a good conscience. Sure. So, so if the court asks us to do that, we do that because the court has asked us to do that. Sure. But as Christians, we don't need to do that because as Christians, we're just going to tell the truth. That's all right. But like you say, out of respect for those in authority, yeah, we can go ahead and, and, and make a vow. Yeah. yeah. But not normally. Yeah. Be the normal. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, those are important insights. Um, they still hold true today. Um, and that's why it's good to kind of dovetail that like you do with that teaching of the Ten Commandments. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. Jesus here, he uh, he doesn't, and the way I'm going to put this, he doesn't preach a safe sermon, does he? No. You know, if you, if you, and we know how to preach a safe sermon, John, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you don't ruffle too many feathers. Yeah. You, 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 you don't, you avoid some hot button issues issues um you know that's the way it goes you you know um but but that's not what jesus does no he doesn't preach a safe sermon he deals with sin head on and even goes a step further than what the people have even heard perhaps but in doing that boy the gospel is so much sweeter too because when they see their 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 inability to keep the law well then, boy, we need it. We need a savior. <laughs> you know, I can't do that. I, I've, I've lusted in my heart. Uh, I've been angry at someone. I, I need a savior. And, and in this case of the Sermon on the Mount, the guy preaching right there, <laughs> giving the sermon, Jesus is that savior, right? 
And, and, and right before he begins this, you've heard it said, and then I say unto you, he has this powerful verse where he says, your righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees. And I never understood that before your insight. But essentially is what he's saying. What you got to do is greater than what you've heard what was said. That's right. Yes. What, you, what God requires is greater than what you've heard what was said. And now I'm going to tell you what is required. And, of course, he also has that beautiful verse before this. It says, I've come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill, yeah, fulfill the it. law. Yeah. 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 So just uh, for, for us, you know, as preachers, too, I think that's a, a point well made. You know, uh, you know, we, we try to preach a safe sermon maybe at times, right? We know how to do that. You know, just go a little light on the law, maybe, oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe, you know, uh, you know, even the gospel, maybe. Maybe you don't <laughs> say, you know, well, uh, some preachers that Jesus is the only way to salvation. Or maybe uh, maybe you don't talk about gender issues or life issues or racism or politics. And you, you definitely never, ever talk about money right oh, no that's goodness. sure to yeah. make enemies yeah. Yeah. uh but but wait a second you know maybe we need to talk about those things because you know as pastors um you know the people they were preaching to uh all week long they've heard that it was said <laughs> they've heard all sorts of things said out there in the world from all sorts of different places some good many not so good and all things have been said about these Things like anger and lust and adultery and what marriage is and all those other issues that Jesus deals with. And then as preachers, right, we get into a pulpit or we are in the front of the chancel and we say, wait a second, but I say to you, right? And, you know, and and we have 15, 20 minutes to say, but I say to you. And and the I there is not... You or me? No, we're not worth. If that's the no. I, we're not. It's not worth listening to. You might as well stay home. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, no, the I that we're talking about is, is is Jesus Christ. It's God's word. That's all we're simply doing. We're just we're just proclaiming all what's we already be been doing, said. Matt. Yeah, that's all we better be doing, <laughs> or else, yeah, exactly, stay home. So, so for us to be able to say, but but God says to you, right, and, and to be able to be that mouthpiece that says, yeah, but I say to you, and to be able to proclaim that. Um, and, and we're just simply saying, repeating back what God first said in his word, right? What I say to you is is that word of law. What I say to you is that word of gospel, Christ risen and died and ascended for you. Um, and, 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 you know, I think that sometimes that's, that's a little daunting, daunting for preachers. And how can we ever stand a chance <laughs> among the other competing voices of saying all sorts of stuff? And I think, you know, I think Martin Luther probably struggled with ah, that. Yes. And there's this, I don't know if you have this, uh, you know, if, if you ever had one of these on your wall, but the a Luther sacristy, the sacristy prayer. prayer. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, yeah. You know, and what I think is neat about the sacristy prayer is we, we have one in this, the sacristy, appropriately <laughs> enough, at Ascension. Wait, wait, wait. You better explain to people what a sacristy well, is. Well, that's where our sacristy, that's where uh, where I get robed up, right, ready to yep. go. And that's usually where communion's prepared and, and made ready by our altar guild. And um, it's 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 that space, you know, off off right off the sanctuary. Kind of, kind of the, the, green, the, green the green room, room of, of the, the church. church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So as you're preparing to go out from yeah. the green room into the, the big room, yeah. uh, you, what do you, you do? You, well, you pray, right? Right? And what, what I think is neat, we've got this old sacristy prayer, the, the, the sacristy wall. I didn't put it there. I, I don't know who put it there. The pastor before me, maybe it's the pastor before him. But but for generations, since the time of Luther, preachers have been praying this prayer. And, and I think that, you know, I won't read the whole thing on the air right now, but just, 
you know, it acknowledges our inability as pastors to proclaim the word, but yet we're called to do so. So God help us do it. And then I love this line. It says, then Lord, if you are pleased to accomplish anything through me (laughs) to your glory and not to mine or to the praise of men grant to me. Uh, So to your glory, Lord, be all things. And if you want to accomplish anything through me, well, then do it. And and we trust it by the power of the Holy Spirit. He will. Right. So, um, and I think that's true, not just for preachers, but for parents and others, too, that are teaching the word, hopefully, as well. That among all those competing voices that are saying all sorts of different things to our children or grandchildren or or, or whoever that it is, that, that we then speak that word into their lives. This is what the Lord says. And then just trust that, yeah, God's going to accomplish something through us if it pleases him. His word does not return to him empty. I believe that is the promise he makes, right? It's Isaiah like 55. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's the confidence. Again, it doesn't come from, come from what we said or what we heard, but it comes from what Jesus Christ yeah. has said, yeah. And I love those times where, as, as a pastor, it's not just you, where you really get to, to say God's word. And, and you, you can say, but I say to you, yeah. well, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I say to you, you know, take eat Christ's body and blood, give it and shed for you. But I say to you, Almighty God in his mercy has forgiven you all of your sins. All those opportunities we have to proclaim gospel messages and, and the very words that God has spoken for us. And then as pastors to be those mouthpieces to speak that, that's pretty cool, right? Uh, those but I say to you moments that we have. Uh, but again, again, it, it goes beyond just pastors, but anyone who teaches yeah, the faith, yeah. shares the word, uh, especially that role of vocation of parent or grandparent or teacher or Sunday school teacher. What a privilege. But I say to you, but God says to you, and to just trust that among those many competing voices, the Lord is going to open up their ears and their minds and their hearts to hear, to believe what God has spoken. And, and and so sometimes in the role of parent, grandparent authority, you do have to speak the, the word of law. And, yes. and it's very important to help people understand you're not saying it because it's what you believe or what you think, but it, it's coming from the holy words of, of, of Scripture from God himself. To the end, as you said, so that not only will people do what we want them to do, but that they'll understand there's something inside of us that just is not right. There is anger, there is lust. You know, uh, we we want to hide the truth, you know, color it to fit us. Uh, and these are all sins that, that make us worthy of hell, as as he says here when he talks about what I'm saying. Yeah, this could end, you could end up in hell from these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but again, as you pointed out earlier, so that we can hear the sweetness of the gospel that we're not, we're not going to go to hell. Because the part of that that I really appreciate is the one where he says, you know, you bring your gift to the altar. Well, you better you better leave your gift behind. You better get squared away with your brother, lest you know you get taken to the judge and you're thrown into prison until every single last penny is paid. But but I always like that part of it because I know that every single last penny is paid of my sins. Not paid by me, but they've been paid by Jesus Christ on the yeah. cross. Yeah. So, yeah, it does make it, as you said, all the more sweeter when you know just how sinful you really are. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, Jesus, for teaching us how to preach. And, you know, for me, um, you know, to not preach safe sermons, sermons that yeah, may be safe, but but in the end, pretty much meaningless. <laughs> but, but preach preach that word of law like uh, from like Jesus does, but also uh, be sure to share that safe 
same preacher with with your folks, uh, the Savior Jesus Christ, that word of gospel too. And not just as preachers, but as parents and and all those roles that God has placed us in where we have uh, the privilege of being able to teach what the Lord has first taught to us. And and saying it not because it's what we've heard. (laughs) No, no. But it's because it's what was written. What is written, right? and, And what was the phrase that Jesus used again? Uh, but I myself say to you, and, uh, and then he says it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I, I think we did all right sticking around for an extra episode. I sure hope so. I'm ready yeah. for a nap, though, John. I am, too. <laughs> uh, so God's blessings to all of you. We, we're not telling you what we think we've heard, but we're telling you what, what has been written and what Jesus has said. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.